0: The Joy FM Sports presents The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley.
1: Welcome to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. Thank you for tuning in and listening to us again this week. And we all know what this week is. It's Iron Bowl week. This is the one week that in the state of Alabama, every fan, Auburn fan, Alabama fan, even some outside fans in this state, they I believe they're also looking forward to this game. It's a matchup we only see once a year. So it's bragging rights at stake for these two teams, two fan bases. And with it being such an important game, a game of this magnitude, a rivalry that's the best in college sports, I decided to speak with a few Auburn fans, Alabama fans as well, to get their predictions for the upcoming game. Here you're going to listen to Gant Pierce, Dresden Williams, and Chuck Locke. Gant, thank you for joining us here on The Sweet Spot, man. I'm glad to have you on the show.
2: Hey, man, it's great to be here tonight, man. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to be on it. I've listened to your uh, podcast uh, that you've had so far, and they're wonderful, man. And I'm just uh, appreciative of you having me tonight.
1: Yeah, man, definitely, man. And uh, you know, We have the Iron Bowl coming this weekend, but before we get into that game, we all know what happened with Tua Tungvaloa against Mississippi State. Tell me, what have you seen in Mac Jones' play? Uh, how would you uh, describe his play?
2: Well, you know, it's a huge tragedy with, with Tua, man. You hate to see that happen to a kid that's been uh, so good for, for the Alabama program. Uh, he's a leader on and off the field, and, and that's something that you don't see every day. So you hate to see a guy that go down. Uh, but then you, you see Mac, he, he's got an opportunity to step in. He, he's one of those ride or die guys that have been with the program. Um, he, he's been in the film room every day, uh, working with these guys a day in and day out. So, so it's good to see him have an opportunity to step in and kind of take this team on from a leadership perspective, um, from an emotional perspective to a degree and, and, and get these guys ready. You know, I, I'm glad to see Max step into this. Uh, I, I've seen a lot of leadership from him. One of the biggest things I've seen from Corey is uh, you see a lot of these guys getting getting behind him, and that's a huge deal, you know, to have, have his offense behind him um, looking forward to him stepping into this position. So I think that's a big time deal for the Alabama offense moving forward is is having this guy that the other 10 guys uh, that are playing behind him can can get behind and and, and really push forward into this leadership position
1: you know you mentioned about Mac Jones and how the players are uh, they have his back and they're fighting for him and with him as well I think it speaks uh, to what Nick Saban has created that culture that he's created in Tuscaloosa that you know, they're all in this together, and everybody has their own job to do, but we're pushing towards the same goal. And so uh, I'm excited to see what Matt Jones does this Saturday in the Iron Bowl. Now, in this game, which is 2.30 Saturday on CBS, um, tell me what's what's been your most exciting moment in the Iron Bowl series?
2: I can tell you what my least favorite
1: <laughs> is right off the bat. Is a uh, kick six? Easy. Yes, yeah, man. yeah.
2: Uh, that that was devastating. That was devastating to me. Um, I don't know, man. I, I you know, I, I think back, and I think one of the greatest things uh, that I get from the Iron Bowl is just the emotions from both sides, and and getting the opportunity to watch this game with my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know it's always around Thanksgiving and everybody's in town and and, and just the emotions from both sides and, and 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 being able to do this to to have you know a, a one that sticks out to me um would be very difficult to to pull out like I said I, I think I could p- pick the least favorite one out but yeah uh they're all good man you know because what you get from these guys is It doesn't matter if Alabama's 0 and 10 coming into this thing or Auburn's 0 and 10 coming in and and, and the other one could be undefeated. This is going to be a game and and, and the build up to it, you know, it's always such a great battle and a great in-state battle that, that it's just, you know, something you look for for 364 days out of the year and and those bragging rights whether it be with your friends or your family you you get the opportunity to renew those every year so i i think uh you know every year's my favorite what win lose obviously i i'd love for alabama to win every single one of them um but 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 they're all great
1: yeah, I'm, man, I'm telling you, like you said, with it, you're looking forward to it. Uh, 364 days leading up to that game. If you win it, you have it full next year. It, you're bragging rights, like you mentioned. If you lose it, you have to hear it from the opposing fans for the next full year. Uh, it's is. Would you say it's one of those games where there's more fear of losing than excitement of winning?
2: Absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt about that. This whole week. Uh, you know, when Tua goes down, you kind of think about, hey, man, we've got we've got a big one coming up here in a couple weeks, and and what's that going to look like? You're always you're always worried about this one, no matter no matter what the uh uh, no matter what the records are like, you're you're just you're just worried. You want this one. I mean, this one this one matters to everybody, and it doesn't matter what either side says everybody's they, – there's a big red circle on this game from both sides every single year.
1: So, again, before I let you go, man, tell me which team will win the Iron Bowl and why will that team win?
2: I think if Alabama has the opportunity to get a running game established, which I'm not sure that they can given Auburn's defensive line, I think Auburn's defensive line could be the best one they've had in a decade, mm-hmm. if not longer. Um, I think if we can run the ball and establish a little, uh, running game and, and give Mac Jones an opportunity, uh, to make the defense think about the run, I think we have an opportunity to, uh, to get something established offensively. What really, really bothers me, um about Alabama is the defensive secondary and, and even, even the, even the linebacking core. I mean, We've got a lot of young guys playing, uh, we're playing away from home. Uh, you know, it, it's gonna be a tough atmosphere. And so it if 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 we're in a position where we have to outscore somebody, I think we get in a big time issue. Uh that being said, I think we'll I think we'll ease into the game. Alabama will ease into the game and hopefully be able to uh squeak out a very, very tight one at Jordan Hare.
1: Gant yeah, man, I truly appreciate you sharing your thoughts on the upcoming Iron Bowl, Auburn, Alabama, two thirty, Saturday on CBS. Thank you for joining joining us and, and sharing your thoughts on the sweet spot. I thank you.
2: Hey, I appreciate you having me, Corey.
1: Dress, and thank you for joining us here on the Sweet Spot. You know, we have the Iron Bowl this weekend, Auburn and Alabama. Tell me who do you have winning that game?
3: Man, um, honestly, I don't want to be a homer. Like, I'm, you know, you know I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Auburn, man, but, you know, sometimes I got to be more realistic than anything, man. And It's just the way the season's going for both teams. Um, I just, honestly, man, I, I really see Alabama's offense as far as their receivers and just their fast play, man. I think they're just going to be a little overmatched for our defensive backs, man. I really see it being a close fall game where I do see Alabama winning. And I want to say 31-27 is what I want to say for that game. I think I see Alabama somehow edging us somehow some way, man. And just I don't want to see it happen, but that's just it's just how I feel right now. It's just how I want to see it happen.
1: Now, what about that 31-27 prediction? Uh, what do you think will hinder Auburn and hold them back?
3: Um, honestly, what I do see, I see the offense improve. I see Bo Nix, like I, you know, he he's a, he's not just an Auburn player; he's an Auburn fan. So he sees his game. It's, it's it's bigger than just a game to him, and he wants to prove himself. And I think that he's gonna really come through and and do the best that he can to make sure that he can get his team to a win. But I just think that you know, I think the um, uh, you know, the youth. I think it's gonna show. It's gonna show late in the game. And I think that man, Nick Saban and this I think the defense hasn't been that great this year, but. This is a different game when they know that if they lose this game, they're not getting to the playoffs. So they know they got to put up a good win, a, a more convincing win, to get into that fourth playoff spot. So with that, with that being said, man, I just really, I, I hope this is the outcome. But I do see Alabama just coming through just by just this of talent. I think talent, they're gonna out talent. Auburn, just by receiver corps, just just that is you know Jerry Judy man, just those guys man, they're they're awesome man. It's just it's just it's crazy to watch. Even without Tua, Mac Jones to come in and still do. I think he he's a pretty good quarterback himself, man. And I just really don't, I, I I can't see the defensive back from Auburn holding Alabama for four quarters. I just really can't see that. And I think that's going to be the deciding factor in the, end of the game. I think the D line, the running game is going to be going to help to that part, but. I think passing, man, unless Kevin Steele, you know, he pulls out the bag again like he did against LSU, I just really think this is going to be one of those games where Alabama just somehow, just some way outmatches us in that one spot. That's the spot that's going to get us in the end.
1: Well, Dresden, thank you for taking the time to share your prediction and your thoughts for the upcoming Iron Bowl. Thank you, man.
3: No problem, man.
1: Chuck, thank you for joining us here on The Sweet Spot. You know, we have the Iron Bowl coming up this weekend. Tell me, who do you think will win that game?
4: Well, Corey, it- It shouldn't shock people, knowing who I pulled for and where I went to school. But uh, it's hard to separate the heart from the mind when you really want to do well on on such a popular podcast as the one I'm a guest on today. But uh, (laughs) I'm going to say I'm going to go with Bama uh, winning this one.
1: Why do you think Alabama will win this game? You know, it's it's such an intense rivalry to me. In my opinion, it's the most uh, popular rivalry that we know in, in college sports. But why do you think Alabama will win that game?
4: Well, I agree with you. It's, it's, it is the most popular and probably the most intense on, on good and not so good levels. But, um, you know, I thought about it, and with Alabama's offense, uh, as even without Tua, uh, I think Najee Harris here the last uh, two or three weeks, I know you, you can only put so much weight in the Western Carolina game, but he, he's – it seems as though once Tua went down in the Mississippi State game, and maybe a little bit before that, a, a, a flip, a switch flipped for Najee. It just seemed like he's running. um seems like he's coming quicker out of the formation. He's he's not dancing, hit a hole. He's hitting it and and running with a lot of authority. So I think even with Auburn's uh, very stout defense, uh, I'm not saying Najee's going to get 100 yards, but he, he'll keep the linebackers honest enough on play action. And I think Devontae, Waddle, Judy, uh, Smith, I think with those four, if Najee, Najee gets 60, 65, maybe 70 yards on the ground, it will, it will cause the Auburn linebackers to, to keep honest. And those slants and over the middle where Auburn has shown to be, they're a little, little susceptible, uh, with, with a deep ball here and there. I see Alabama maybe winning something like a 27-24 ball game. I don't think they're going to light it up, but I don't think it's going to be a 9-6 ball game. But, uh, Bama scoring three touchdowns, and believe it or not, <laughs> believe it or not, <laughs> two field goals. Uh, so that, that's, that's the shocker, uh, of the day. And I think, uh, you know, even though Auburn, it, Malzahn is, is notorious for, uh, not only being innovative, but his imagination tends to ramp up. I know it did in 2009 uh, when he was at Auburn as an offensive coordinator. um, You you look for reverses. uh, You you look for them to get the ball into other people's hands that maybe hadn't gotten it the past three or four weeks, maybe even all year. So Auburn goes three touchdowns, a field goal. So 27-24, Bama.
1: Chug, man, thank you for stopping by the sweet spot and sharing your thoughts on the upcoming game uh, and all the hard work that you do for us with the Joy FM, and we truly appreciate you.
4: Man, it's a a pleasure, Corey. Thanks so much.
1: That was Alabama fan Gant Pierce, Auburn fan Dresden Williams, and Crimson Tide fan Chuck Locke. I truly appreciate those three guys for sharing their thoughts about the upcoming Iron Bowl. Now, Chuck Locke mentioned in his interview, he spoke on Gus Malzahn's creativity, his creative mindset, the way that he approaches a game, and he referenced the 2009 Iron Bowl when Gus Malzahn was in his first year as offensive coordinator under Gene Chizik. Well, I was at that game. That's the one and only Iron Bowl experience that I've witnessed in person. And I'm telling you, that game started with uh, a huge reverse that Chuck Locke mentioned. That reverse was Terrell Zachary returned a 67-yard reverse for a touchdown. And I'm telling you, we went nuts. We were crazy. We were ecstatic. I mean, we're 7-4. and This is the number two team in the country, Alabama, coming into town. And to have such a huge play by Terrell Zachary on that reverse, it just kind of set the mood for the whole game. And we felt we were in it from that point on. And later in the first quarter, well, before we even get to that point, the ensuing kickoff, Auburn did an onside kick and recovered it. So, I mean, I'm telling you, the momentum was was just with the Tigers from the very beginning of that game. Auburn didn't score on that drive, but – I think they pulled the tricks out of the bag, showing, like, hey, we're here to win this game. We're going to do everything we can. Later in the first quarter, Auburn scored another touchdown on a Chris Todd touchdown pass to Eric Smith. Tigers go up 14-0. And I'm telling you, it was just – I've never – been in the stadium with so many people in the, in the student section, it was, of course, Auburn fans. but there were so many Alabama fans in the student section, too, and we were all shoulder to shoulder, and it was just an, an amazing atmosphere to be a part of. So later on in the game, Alabama storms back. They tied up 14-14 going into the half. Coming out of the third quarter, Auburn has another early touchdown when Chris Todd hit Darvin Adams on the stop-and-go route for another long touchdown. The Tigers go up 21-14. Alabama tacked on a couple field goals. Now they're down 21-20 late in the fourth quarter. So Auburn point, Auburn punts. And when they punt it, Alabama gets the ball. Their offense comes on the field with 8:27 left in the game. So it's 8:27 left. Then Alabama drove down and milked the clock for 7 whole minutes in the eventual game-winning touchdown by Roy Upchurch. So it was 8:27 when the drive started. 124 when he scored the game winning touchdown. And it wasn't until after the game that my cousin Thomas, we were, he's an Auburn fan, we we're talking sports and we we're talking about the game. And he said, uh, talked about how Bama ran a few pick plays on that final drive. And when I went back and watched the highlights, I seen Colin Peake come across the formation, Colin Peak come across and set the pick across the formation for Julio Jones on third down. Of course, they converted. Later on in the drive, Darius Hanks come across the formation, sets a pick for Julio. They convert again on third down. And so I was already upset and hurt by what happened as far as the outcome of the game, but I had no idea what transpired in that last drive that led to Alabama's game winning touchdown for Roy Upchurch. And uh, I'll tell you, that took a long time to get over that defeat, and it took a long time. And, I I mean, I was hurting for – who knows how long I was, it it hurt. It really did. I mean, it's a rivalry. It's Auburn, Alabama. We had a chance to win. We're up 14, zero. And we let that win get away. The Crimson Tide went on to win the national championship that year. We held Mark Ingham to 38 yards in that game who won the Heisman trophy. And, you know, it was just a tough blow to, to experience that in person. It's one thing to, to see it on television. I think it's a whole another level when you're actually at the game and, those emotions are a little more different because it's right in front of your eyes. So that'll be a game I'll never forget. I mean, I watched the highlights this morning just to kind of recap, and those feelings and emotions were still there. I, and when Upchurch scored that touchdown, I quit watching the highlights. I was done. I couldn't even watch the rest of it. So uh, you know, that's what the Iron Bowl brings. It brings lasting memories, lasting experiences with fans and fri- and friends and family alike. So. Uh, But when we get back, though, we have a few more Auburn-Alabama fan reactions, so you're listening to the Joy FM Sports, where it's more than a game. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley, on this Iron Bowl special. We're going to continue with the Auburn-Alabama Iron Bowl talk as we receive fan predictions for the upcoming game. You're about to hear from Corey Hohenwall, T.J. Haywood, and Mary Willis. So, Corey, man, thank you for joining us here on The Sweet Spot. Uh, First of all, let me say what an excellent name. (laughs) You know, man, uh, Corey is an awesome name for sure. But, you know, you got the Iron Bowl this weekend – Tell me, who do you have and why will that team
5: win? Well, I'm a huge Auburn fan, man, but I really believe that Alabama will win this game. Uh, You know, Auburn being at home, it will be tough, you know, with the home field and the crowd is going to be loud. But, you know, uh, Auburn's offense really struggling this year, man, and I just – I see Alabama coming in there with their defense and really giving Auburn's offense a big problem. And, you know, with Gus Malzahn and his play column this year and some of the if he plays, he calls and puts them, puts their offense in a bad position. And I really see Auburn having to struggle with that. You know, Auburn's defense, top tier defense, they're really going to give Alabama a hard time, but. With Alabama's receivers, I just, uh, I have a feeling that Auburn secondary is going to have a hard time uh, with their receivers and they're going to put up some passing yards. And I really just think that Alabama is kind of going to blow Auburn out, even though they're going to be at home. Uh, I'd say maybe 28, 28 to 7, 31 to 7, something like that uh for this game and I feel like it probably cost Gus on his job also which you know I feel like a change for Auburn would probably be a good thing. So but I still want to see him I still want to see Auburn win. I'd love to see us beat him but I just don't see it happening.
1: Corey man, we truly appreciate you sharing your thoughts about the Iron Bowl. <laughs> Same to you man. DJ thank you for being with us here on the sweet spot. You know you had the Iron Bowl this coming weekend, Auburn-Alabama. Tell me, who do you have winning that game?
0: Oh, Corey, I wish I had a prediction. I really don't know <laughs> it's, uh it's anyone's game because it's the Iron Bowl for sure because you never you never know what might happen. Uh, kind of beginning midway of the season, I would have said Alabama hands down. Even being an Auburn fan myself, I would have said Alabama has the game in hand. But I think that's kind of, you know, I think like a lot of people were wondering, uh, Alabama's offense is not the same without Tua in the game. It really is not. And so I think that's a, that's a major factor uh, going into the game, him not being able to play for the offense. Um, Auburn, of course, on offense, has struggled in the games that count. Um, you know, Georgia, Florida, and LSU, they, they just can't put points on the board, and it's been real difficult. So the defense has been the, the shining star to keep them in the ball ballgames. Um, so I think – You know, I was, I was really wanting to see what Auburn's defense could do and match up against the two in the Alabama offense. But I think with, with Mac Jones in there, it's, it's just a, it's a notch lower. It's not quite the same. So, you know, I hope Auburn's defense does what it's been doing all year long and get them off, you know, hold the, hold the offenses somewhat at bay. But, um, can Auburn's offense do something whenever they're on the field? I don't know. So I, even being an Auburn fan, I think Alabama's still going to pull out the victory. Uh, I think it's going to be a close one, but I think they'll still pull it out by at least at least a touchdown or two. So I'm going to say my prediction's going to be probably similar to the Georgia score. I'm going to say 21-14 Alabama ahead.
1: So. But, TJ, man um- – let me tell you this, you're not the only Auburn fan who's predicted Alabama, so uh, don't feel any type of way about that because I'm telling you, I think a lot of people are just uh, kind of being real with themselves. You know, you're kind of rooting for Auburn, but, you know, the way the season has been, uh, you'll be more surprised if they win that game than not. So, TJ, thank you for everything you do with the Joy FM. You know, we truly appreciate all your hard work and uh, hope you have a, a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, Corey. You too. Mary, thank you for joining us here on The Sweet Spot. Um, I'm glad to have you a part of the show. Thank you for joining us.
6: Well, thank you, Corey.
1: So, uh, Mary, I understand that you're an Auburn fan. Uh, describe your emotions as an Auburn fan throughout this season.
6: Well, it's been kind of a typical Auburn season, kind of a roller coaster. Um, that's not unusual lately. Uh, we got off to a great start with the win against Oregon. Um, but we've had our struggles along the way. Um, it's kind of difficult to watch. The offense is not very productive. Um, and the defense is really wonderful. So hmm. kind of, kind of depends on who's on the field sometimes
7: yeah.
6: as to how I'm feeling about the game. But, um, played well against LSU. Feel like we could have won that game. Um, just, just needed just a little bit more offensive firepower. Um, but here we are, and um, still think we've got a chance to win the Iron Bowl. Definitely, um, being at home is a really big advantage. So we'll see. But it's been a it's been a tough year.
1: <laughs> now, why do you think the offense has struggled? as much as it has this year
6: uh, you know i think i think we're i just don't think we fool anyone i think the play calls are, are very predictable and um i think oh, my dog is growling everyone knows what we're doing and um of course we've got a freshman quarterback um I think Bo Nix is going to be good if we are able to develop him, um, and I think he's done a good job. But uh, we seem to lack some imagination on offense, yeah. um, and we just we're just not moving the ball. Um, don't don't do well on third downs. You know, seem to just struggle with trying to a third and short
1: and now let me ask you this you know we all know Tua Veloa uh, hurt his hip and he's out for the season that was suffered against Mississippi State with him being out uh, what else concerns you about this Alabama football team
6: well I think um, terrible situation that Tua was injured really really difficult for him I'm sure um, I think Auburn has to oh, we have a really good defense and Alabama will be playing a quarterback who is not very experienced. And so that's a place where we really need to – where we should have an advantage and we need to, you know, take that opportunity. I think they need to put pressure on the quarterback. Um, They need to maybe make him make some mistakes, Um, you know, maybe get to him, cause a fumble maybe rush him and have him throw an interception. We really – I think we need – we do not have enough offensive firepower, I think, to outscore Alabama without getting some kind of um, turnover that results, if not in points immediately, that gives us good field position. Um, and I think it's – you know, he's going to be – I don't I don't know very much about their backup quarterback, but it's going to be very loud in Jordan Hare, and I think it's really important that we put a lot of pressure on him, I think – that could work to our advantage.
1: Now, Mary, I know you've been around the Iron Bowl and uh, this Auburn program for quite some time, following the games, uh, season in, season out. Describe your most exciting moment in the Iron Bowl series, this rivalry between Auburn and Alabama.
6: Oh, Corey. (laughs) Um. My very first Iron Bowl, I'm going to give away my age here, (laughs) I had been to many Auburn Bowls, I mean Auburn Games, excuse me, um, down on the Plains, but the first Iron Bowl I went to was in 1972. Mm
7: -hmm.
6: I was 15 years old. My mother did not want to go to the game, so I got to go to the game with my dad and i I lived in birmingham grew up in birmingham and so i was thrilled I, i was i couldn't believe i was finally getting to go to the iron bowl of course at legion field um my dad took me downtown and we ate lunch at the relay house which was a restaurant in downtown birmingham and then we took a bus out to legion field um and while we were waiting for the bus to pick us up to take us the mayor of Birmingham was walking around, just visiting with the fans, most of whom were Alabama fans. And I was wearing my Auburn gear. I, ha- I had a one of those. I don't. You're not not old enough to remember, but I had a. I think it was felt um Auburn, like cowboy type style hat, and I was wearing that. And the mayor came up to me, it was Mayor Siebels, and he asked me who I thought was going to win the game. And of course, I said Auburn. <laughs> and I mean, what was I going to say? And we got to legion field and we had seats high up in the end zone um in the curve of the end zone and it so happened to be the end zone where both of the blocked punts occurred so they happened right down in front of us and um of course you know that was 1716 it was just i will never forget it i had a wonderful time um and my dad said i just Went on the bus back to downtown from Legion Field. It was mostly Alabama fans, so it was a pretty quiet bus. But my dad said I just looked out the window and just grinned. I was, <laughs> it, was it was such it was like a magical experience. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, there have been other great games, but that one for me was terrific. And um, then in 2013, my husband and I were at the... Kick six.
1: Oh, wow. That's amazing.
6: And after the game was over, my dad, who was, um, wow, well, I'm trying to think how old he was at the time. Um, that was in 13. He was 91 years old. So after the game was over, when we got back home or got got to a place where we could make a phone call, I called my dad. Um, and I said to him, because we used to talk about the Iron Bowl in in the 1972 game and how there would never be something that would top it but i called him after the kick six and i said i hate to tell you this dad but but this one is in first place and he said oh absolutely (laughs) he said 1972 is now second place so those are my two obviously my two favorite iron bowls
1: so we have auburn alabama 230 saturday on cbs yes who are you picking and why will that team win the game
6: I am picking Auburn to win the game. Um, I think won't be a real high-scoring game. I hope that we can score a couple of touchdowns and a couple of field goals maybe. Um, so Auburn 20, Alabama 17. Um, I, I just don't think we have the offense to score a lot of touchdowns. I, I hope that um, Anders Carlson can can get his field goal kicking kind of straightened out a little bit. He hasn't done real well lately, especially on the long-distance kicks, and I think we might need a couple. Um, So I'm hoping that um, he will have a good day kicking, and um, I don't know what the weather prediction is. I hope the weather is going to be good, and I think we definitely have a chance. Our defense is so good. I think um, Marlon Davidson and Derek Brown – We'll be able to put some pressure on the quarterback, and I'm hoping we can hold Alabama to a couple of touchdowns.
1: Well, Mary, I truly appreciate you sharing your thoughts on the, on the Iron Bowl uh, with us here on the Sweet Spot, and good luck to your Tigers. I'm a look I'm looking forward to seeing how that game plays out come this Saturday.
6: Yeah, well, me too. Me too, Corey.
1: <laughs> so you heard Mary Willis share her number one. Uh, experience in the iron bowl for several years it was the punt bama punt game in 1972 when bill newton blocked a punt auburn's down 16 to nothing late in the game the kick a field goal and they're down 16 to 3 so bill newton bill newton blocked a punt david langner returning for a touchdown now are 16 10 the very next punt bill newton blocked it again same person, David Langer picked it up, returned it for a touchdown. Auburn's down seven, Auburn's up 17 16. They go on to win by that same score. And that was her number one take for some, several years in the Iron Bowl until 2013, as, as she mentioned, with the kick six kind of taking that number one spot in her heart. Now, with me, the kick six is actually number two on the list. We've seen what happened with. You know, I remember being, I just had knee surgery. You've heard me speak on it before. I hurt my knee playing football, tore a ligament, had surgery the same night. I go home because it's the next week is Thanksgiving. I was planning to go home Thanksgiving, but not under those circumstances. So I'm home Saturday, Iron Bowl, at my Aunt Cleo's house. It's probably about 12 to 15 of us, most of us Auburn fans. And so, you know, it was an intense game, as we all know, and we know how it ended with Alabama, Nick Saban pleading to get that one second back when T.J. Yeldon went out of bounds. Instead of Kate Foster getting an opportunity to kick, who had already missed three field goals, it's Adam Griffith who goes out for a 57-yard attempt to win the Iron Bowl. And I'm telling you, when Griffith struck the ball with his foot, it was on target. I thought he nailed it. I thought it went straight through the center and that we lost the Iron Bowl. Well, of course, it fell short, Chris Davis, caught the missed kick and went up the left side line and the rest is history. We all know what happened. But I'll tell you, I didn't even react as he was returning. My family's going crazy, yelling, go, 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 yelling at the TV. And I'm sitting there quiet and patient and just trying to see what's going on and what's about to happen. And even when he was tackled by his own teammate in the end zone, I still didn't move because I was waiting for some kind of yellow flag, some indication saying that this play is not going to stand because I just knew there was something that was going to bring that play back, that touchdown was going to be reversed. So I waited until I seen final and I seen Nick Saban start to come across the field to congratulate Gus Malzahn, and I lost it. I'm, I'm in a straight leg cast from surgery a week ago. And I stood on my aunt's couch, like I did. I don't even know how that happened. That was just pure emotion and adrenaline going through my body. That's not how I usually celebrate to stand on uh, on anybody's couch, especially my aunt Cleo, uh, who always keeps her house super nice and clean. So, but I stood up on the couch and I just kind of let all my emotions go, just from witnessing one of the most improbable finishes in sports and then with it coming in the iron bowl it was something that we've never seen before but that was my that's actually my number two list as far as experiences in iron bowl my number one is 2010 when we as an auburn fan i'm saying we when auburn came back down 24-0 in tuscaloosa in the midst of a championship run of a national title run and you're in Tuscaloosa, you're down 24. I believe Alabama hadn't lost in Tuscaloosa in over two years. And so I remember Gene Tizick saying before the game, weather the storm. You have to weather the storm. It's going to be things that don't go our way. And sure enough, Auburn comes back to win that game 28 27. And it's all it's known as the comeback. You know, there's always nicknames for these exciting classic games. So they call that the comeback. And so to me, that was my number one experience because I. I'm nervous during games. I don't really speak much. I don't talk much. And I barely said five words during that Iron Bowl. And I remember watching it at my cousin Thomas' house, and there was another guy who was an Alabama fan, and he was just chirping the whole game. And I just tuned him out throughout the entire game. But when that comeback started to to, uh, kind of present itself, I let it all out when we finally won. And I could really just talk and just – I don't know I was just super excited like I said that's my number one experience in the Iron Bowl the kick six will probably be most people's number one but that's has a special place in my heart as well now when we come back we're going to hear a few fan reactions from fans who are not of Auburn, Alabama but they're still college football fans so stay right where you we are we'll be back shortly here on the sweet spot Welcome back to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley, and we have a very special guest with us in studio today. It's Matthew Johnson, our sports director with the Joy FM Sports, and he also is our play-by-play announcer. Matthew, thank you for joining us today. It's good to be here. So, um, of course, we have the Iron Bowl this week. Ohio State-Michigan is another big rivalry but the one that you'll be watching and paying most attention to is the Bedlam series as the Oklahoma Sooners travel to Stillwater to take on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. What are
8: your thoughts uh-huh. going into that game? Uh, you know, it's, you know, like any robbery game, it's, it's always kind of, you know, yeah. Um, I, I hate that place. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it, there's not a lot of room on the sidelines. And so you feel when you look at that stadium you've got these fans making all kinds of noise and they're right there on you i mean they and they they slap the side of the stadium and they just make all kinds of noise and a lot of racket and so oklahoma's had success there i mean they you know it's not like uh, someone was asking me today about that that rivalry i'm like i think it'd be a bigger rivalry if oklahoma state would actually win some of those games but oklahoma has had some great success there uh, you know that game several years ago that Oklahoma got to play the Sugar Bowl against uh, oh, Alabama.
1: Oh, Alabama! Uh, yes, the Trevor Knight year. Trevor Knight year. I, gotcha, I, gotcha, I gotcha. And
8: they went to Stillwater, and and they were expecting to that Oklahoma State would win that game and go to the BCS, or you know, some kind of a mm-hmm. bowl, big bowl game. And Oklahoma came and surprised them with a last minute touchdown and won it, and went on to play Alabama and won that game too. So, it's 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 one of those rivalry games, and um. Uh, it's always fun. It's always gonna be. It's probably gonna be high scoring. We got lots of good offense on both sides, so it's it'll be a fun game.
1: Now, Oklahoma State's quarterback Spencer Sanders is out. He got hurt against Kansas, so they'll uh, they'll have a new quarterback. Drew, I know his first name is Drew. I can't recall his last name, but he transferred in, and so it'll be interesting to see how they change their offense with Spencer Sanders being out going into yeah, that robbery game. Yeah, I expect game. that
8: they will do a lot of run. Uh, they've got a great running back there, so they'll probably try to be a running team mostly. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma's been trying to you know, establish the run as well. Um, I think they need to get back to what they do best, uh, in my opinion. I need to start letting Jalen throw the ball more. And um, if he can just hold on to the ball – in the red zone and yeah. <laughs> quit fumbling the ball and throwing pick sixes, at, you know, they'll be fine. But, you know, that's, that's the thing that I would just, you know, like, oh, man, come on, man.
1: Yeah.
8: Come on, Jalen. <laughs> hold on to that ball.
1: <laughs> you mentioned Oklahoma State's running game. I believe the running back is Chuba Hubbard, I believe. He yeah. leaves the nation in Russian, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. He's, yeah. he's very good back out there in the Big 12. So, uh, but, you know, Lincoln Riley is the head coach in Oklahoma now, in Norman. Mm-hmm. Speak on the success and what he's done since he's taken over the reins for Bob Stoops.
8: Goodness, I mean, he's you know he's kind of one of those guys that came out of kind of nowhere. You know, was a tech, and then he went to East Carolina, and then he started putting up crazy numbers with his offense there at East Carolina. And um, Bob Stoops kind of saw something in him and grabbed him, and um, didn't realize that there was a grooming process there that was going to happen really quick. I didn't, you know, I don't think anybody saw that um, where we were gonna see Lincoln take over everything. But he is he's got a lot of energy. He's well respected. Players love to play for him. His recruiting is is crazy. I mean, the the guys that he gets, you talk about one of the best wide receiver classes, you know, in the nation where he's getting, you know, five star guys like I mean, he's got freshmen out there playing right now that we're gonna see for a couple of more years that are gonna be really good. You know, Hazelwood is just I mean, he's going to be a beast.
1: Yeah.
8: Um, and he just and he got the number one um, scrambling quarterback last year as well, Spencer Rattler. I mean, just, just some of the stuff. If he can translate that into defense as well and start attracting some really good defensive players, they're going to be a really good program for a long time. Um, but if you're an offensive guy, you're going to look at Oklahoma because, especially if you're a wide receiver, If you're a quarterback, because that is just, that's just the place to go. Um, Because, I mean, they could, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, you know, next year we're going to see a non, probably a non-transfer quarterback for the first time in several years now, Mm -hmm. you know, for Oklahoma. Because they've got uh, Mordecai and they've got Rattler sitting back there ready to licking their chops, ready to get, get a chance to play. And I think they'll have a little down year trying to get used to that that, that that young guy, maybe not. Hey, you never know. Um, but he's, you know, Lincoln Riley is just—he's—he's he's one of those guys. You know, last week's game, um, uh, Jalen threw that pick six. It was really a, when you look at it, it, was a bad pass. It was—it was behind him, and um, that uh, Lincoln Riley pulled Hurts over and said, "That's my fault. Don't worry about it. Let's go and get to the next one." And he just tried to get, you know know—he—he—he he, he took the blame for. Yeah making a wrong play call, you know, cause he calls all the plays for offense. So that's something that's really cool to see a coach do. Um, you don't, you don't see him going over there and yelling at hurts. Now he may get onto somebody for doing a, a stupid penalty, mm-hmm. but he's not going to get onto somebody, you know, if he, especially if he called a play that he expected to be executed correctly, if he made a bad, I mean, he's got to get these guys to go back and do it again, you know? So um, he's just been, I mean, for a guy that has been so rumored to be in every NFL job, over the last two years um you know cowboys are just (laughs) i mean they're they're just they can't stand it you know they want him so bad and i just you know until he wins a national championship i don't see him looking to the next level
1: and you know you spoke on the uh quarterbacks that next year could be his first one that's not a transfer quarterback Mm -hmm. we've seen baker mayfield transfer from texas tech Go to Oklahoma, win the Heisman, become the number one pick for the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. Next year, Kyler Murray transferred from Texas. A&M. Well, he was already there, but he transferred from Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. wins the Heisman, Oklahoma, becomes the number one pick for the Arizona Cardinals. And so here we are, with Jalen Hurts and yeah. what he's done so far as an Oklahoma Sooner. And speaking of Jalen Hurts, describe how you felt once the news came out that he was going from the Crimson Tide to a member of the Oklahoma Sooners football team.
8: I was excited. I mean, I thought, wow, here we go. We're going to have another good, good year. Um, you know, I think, I think what's hurting Jalen is just lack of time. You know, you've got Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield had a little bit of time. You know, Baker was there a couple of years. Yeah. Kyler was there only starting one year, but he was Baker's backup. Yeah. And so he got to, they got to kind of get used to that system. Jalen hasn't had that, but for him to come in and do what he's done in such a short amount of time is pretty remarkable um you know i don't think the loss to kansas state was all him i think that was a team thing i mean they the team acted like they woke up that morning early early in the morning like at one o'clock in the morning and never went back to bed they just looked asleep they looked tired you know that's weird for 11 o'clock game but it was on the road and they just made too many mistakes and um but that was i felt like felt like that was a whole team effort i don't think that was on anybody's one in his shoulders even though Jalen probably would have said it's my fault you know knowing him yeah but, um it, it <laughs> i don't think he's a heisman winner this year i think he's definitely probably number two guy uh, i just don't think the lsu guy unless he does something crazy yeah i don't think he i don't think anybody takes it from him no. i think i think uh, i think he's got it
1: yeah i believe i'm with you uh, i've kind of gone from saying Heisman hopeful Joe Burrow to Heisman favorite Joe mm-hmm. Burrow because that's what it is. It's him and it's his position to lose that trophy, which I don't see that happening. Regardless yeah. of what happens against A and M this week, Georgia and SEC championship game. I think it's Joe Burrow's job to lose, but or trophy to lose. Yeah, in, in that in that matter. Yeah, but you know we have the Iron Bowl this week, Auburn Alabama. Yeah. But from a kind Oklahoma- of a big deal in that it, it ap- around here. It, it's yeah. a huge deal, man. Uh that's all we have here is all Alabama sports. <laughs> so but from an Oklahoma fan's perspective, before I get your prediction mm-hmm. and your thoughts on the game. Right. Give me your take on the Iron Bowl in general, living here in the state of Alabama. It
8: reminds me a lot of Oklahoma, Texas. Um there's a lot of um hate. There's a lot of uh pride. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of just and 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 fans talk about it, you know, years to come, you know, you're never going to, we're always going to remember, you know, that, uh, that kickoff of that failed field goal that went back and then Auburn won that. We're never yeah. going to forget that one. Um, but there's just, there's just that always constant, you know, that battle to good rivalry. It's, it's at times it's healthy and sometimes it's not, but you know, that's probably with any kind of rivalry you have, but. Um, it reminds me of that OU Texas. You know, I lived in, in Dallas for a while and you'll be surprised how many Oklahoma fans there are in Dallas. But, you know, you man, they just they hated me. I mean, I used to I, I never never went to the, the Texas OU Texas game when I lived there. I just lived down. the, I mean, probably 15 minutes from Cotton Bowl, but I never went to that game because I never wanted that craziness of the crowd, but I could never wear Oklahoma gear to a restaurant, especially on that day, if I wanted to have food that was actually <laughs> good and really? not. T- yeah. I used to not would, I, I would even have problems with servers because they didn't want to service. Wow. <laughs> so That's if that tells pain. something, I, I mean, I don't, surely that doesn't happen here, you know, but <clears throat> i tell you what, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's fun. I, I watch it. I yeah. watch the game just because there's so many people that are, that I know, um, you know, in Alabama now. And, um, just curious. I mean, I don't. I don't root for either one of those teams. But even during on Saturday, if Oklahoma's not playing, I'm going to tune into one of them, especially if it's a good game. And yeah. now, if Alabama's playing one of their, you know, Division Two, II, Division Three <laughs> teams, I'm not going to watch that game. <laughs> <laughs> They've had quite a few, haven't they? They've had a few of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It hasn't. Yeah, uh, It really has. You know, it's really funny as you talk about strength of schedule, but they're you look at. When you look at the the college football rankings, to me, how is how does how do you justify Georgia ahead of Alabama? Alabama's quality of loss is so much better than Georgia. And what else do you have to compare it to? That's true. You know, so you know Georgia loses to South Carolina. Oh, you know you've got LSU number one now, number two. Flip a coin, pick yeah. one. You know whatever week it is, and they're the they're the only loss for Alabama. I think what they're what's hurting them is I think the football playoff. they're I think they're looking at the fact that Tua is not there. Yeah, I think that's the only thing that's. I think otherwise, I think quality of wins, though. I think they should be a number four team. That's my opinion.
1: Now Georgia does have a win of a Florida in number fifteen Auburn, so I think that helps. Oh, baloney! That, that don't count. That helps um, in their case. It <laughs> does, but does. Um, but no, you're right. I believe they are taking the Tua uh, uh, absence in as far as factoring in their decision with the yeah. final four teams yeah. but you know this Iron Bowl that we have coming up Auburn Alabama Alabama is the number 5 team in the playoffs so there's playoff implications in this game sure. that also impacts your game your team as your Oklahoma Sooners yeah. are ranked number 7 if i'm not mistaken Correct. Correct. so um tell me who do you have in this game who do you think will win and why will that team win
8: who do i want to win or who do you think I, who who do i think will give win give me both okay so from Oklahoma's fans perspective i would want to see alabama lose that game because we want them to drop i don't think they're going to put a two lost team in the college football playoff mm-hmm. i just don't see that happening um, unless you just have some kind of weird chaos i just don't see that so from oklahoma standpoint obviously you want you want lsu to beat georgia you want Auburn to beat alabama and you want oregon to beat utah yeah and that slides them now, granted, they got to win two games. You know, yeah. they got to they got to beat Oklahoma State and then go beat Baylor for the Big Twelve championship. That should slide them, you would think, into number four spot because they'd be a conference champion with one loss. I don't think anybody else, you know, jumps them at that mm-hmm. point. So, I have to root for Auburn because I have to hope that they can beat Alabama. I, you know, back in back for a while, you know, and I think a lot of people wanted to see Oklahoma Alabama play each other uh, because of Jalen Hurts. But now with Tua out, I think it's lost yeah. some of it. You know, I don't think this is going to be as, as, as of a, a fun of a game to watch. So now I'm like, I'll put us in the playoff and see what we can do because you just never know mm-hmm. if the defense shows up. I think we can beat an, an Ohio State. I don't know about LSU, but I think we can beat an Ohio State. <laughs> so so <laughs> now I've given you what I hope. Here's what I really think. I really do think Auburn probably wins this game. Really? Okay. I do because of their defense has been pretty consistent it's at home and you've got an unproven quarterback in alabama and i think you know i mean you could probably flip a coin and it could go either way it really could um jones could come out and he could be you know crazy good you know like tua did you Mm -hmm. know the national championship games you know a few years ago I, i i don't think so but i really think auburn has the edge because of their defense and at any point they could show up with their offense and just be lights out. You know, we, they were horrible. Was it two years ago or last year in offense? They just couldn't get anything going. They go up to a bowl game and then just go crazy. Yeah, Purdue. Yeah. So yeah. now, granted, you know, it's maybe you can look at this Purdue, yeah. but, and granted, they had a month to think about it. Yeah. So, but I just, I just think that the edge goes to Auburn with the home field, um, their crowd, and their defense. I just think, I think that's, I, I, I think it's a close game. You know, I think it's a you know they win by six points or less, but I uh, but I do think Auburn wins that game.
1: Well, Matt, we truly appreciate you swinging by the sweet spot. Uh, good luck to your Oklahoma Sooners the rest of the way, and sure. I hope you and your family have a happy Thanksgiving. Same to you. Thanks for having me. Now that was Matt Johnson, there giving us an Oklahoma fan perspective on the Iron Bowl. But I also spoke with Lincoln Taylor. Lincoln is a sixth grade student at Providence Christian School, and he's a Georgia fan. But I'm telling you, this guy knows his stuff. He knows his sports, regardless of him being 11 years old. Here's what he had to say about the upcoming game. Lincoln, thank you for joining me here on The Sweet Spot, man. I'm I'm glad to have you on the show.
7: Thank you, Corey. It's good to be here.
1: So um, before we get into football, it's Thanksgiving week. Tell me, what food are you looking forward to having come Thursday?
7: Oh, okay, so we get this thing at Thanksgiving from, uh, like, a ham and turkey place, and it's like, um, they put, like, brown sugar on the edges of the ham. Uh It's really good, and I like that. And then, uh, my mom makes this corn casserole with, like, cheese in it. It's really good. So, those are probably the two.
1: Those are your two there? I'll Mm -hmm. tell you mine, um, my Aunt Carmelia, she makes... The best dressing. Oh my gosh, it's the best. Uh, I look forward to, yeah, so I look forward to Thanksgiving and Christmas because I know she's gonna make it. And so mm-hmm. when I go home this week, that'll be the first thing that I put on my plate is dressing, man. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it is good, man. Now, I know you're a Georgia fan. Tell yes. me, uh tell me how did you become a Georgia fan?
7: Uh so my parents and grandparents all grew up in Georgia. We lived around the Hampton and McDonald's mcdonough area and i guess we just we're jordan fans because we live there
1: so bull that bulldogs have always been your team from the start huh
7: yes and even when we moved to alabama they've still been my team
1: yeah yeah I, I like that i like that you're you stay true to your team no matter where you are that's that's yes, very sir. important man now uh tell me who's your all-time favorite georgia player
7: oh that's hard. <laughs> uh, I like all the running backs we had, Mm -hmm. so it would probably be Herschel Walker. Yeah. He was really good. I liked, and we actually got to go at the Civic Center and do a meet and greet with him. We got a picture with him. It was really cool. When was this? Oh, it was probably a few years ago, years ago. two
1: or three. I know that yeah. was a very special moment to take a picture yeah, it was. with one of the best running backs—not one, of, not just one of the best running backs for Georgia, but just in college football history. You know, he's one of the all-time greats. So I know that was a, a very special moment to meet him and get a picture with him.
7: It was so cool because, like, normally he would probably do stuff in Georgia. Yeah, but he came down to Alabama, so that was a cool opportunity.
1: Well, you know, me being an Auburn fan. We yes. won the championship in 2010, and so Cam Newton came to Huntsville, and he went to uh, one of the malls, and there was a big, a long line of people waiting to take a picture with him and get th- you know, things autographed from him. I was in that line with my cousin and my sister, and uh, man, we stayed in, in the line for about an, over an hour. So I, mm-hmm. I, I know how exciting. You know, meeting one of the the former players has come through your team's uh, school is uh, how important that is. So now – It's a lot of fun. I know Georgia is your team, but their rival is who – you know, my school, Auburn, is one of their main rivals. But over Mm -hmm. recent years, they've always had – they've also had kind of like a tough battle with Alabama in the SEC Championship game and the National Championship game. Which one of those two schools do you dislike the most, Auburn or Alabama?
7: Ooh that's tough okay so alabama seems to always beat us yeah but oh, that's hard <laughs> Cause when you live because when you live with 50 50 yeah it's like you dislike both of them Yeah. <laughs> um, you can, I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's hard yeah
1: you can dislike both like i understand like I'm, yeah I, I just
7: like you just like both, yes.
1: yeah. I'm the same way uh, with me being an Auburn fan. Like, I don't like LSU. Of course, you know, I mentioned Georgia's arrival, so I've never been a fan of Georgia. And then yes. also, um, you know, Alabama, of course. Those three schools each year are on the schedule. I'm hoping Auburn beats them. Now, we haven't had much success beating those three schools in recent years. <laughs> Alabama has kind of owned us, uh, Georgia has owned us, and LSU has as well, so. I understand that you don't like neither school because I'm the same way with the two, the three schools that Auburn plays every single year as far yes. as the robbery goes. So you're not alone, man. Trust me. <laughs>
7: Trust <laughs> yes, me. I, I get
1: it. So we do have the Iron Bowl coming up this week. And, you know, you mentioned you just like both teams. And you probably would prefer both teams to lose if they could. But that's not the case. Who do you think will win this game in between Auburn and Alabama? And why do you think that team will win?
7: So I think that Alabama without Tua, so he was a running QB, so they had an advantage. Mm-hmm. So he could he could do a lot of things. He could run. He could pass. He could do everything. With um, Mac Jones, he's not as shifty and as fast as Tua yeah. is. So I think they're going to struggle with uh, Auburn's defensive line with Derek Brown and uh, Marlon Davidson. Yeah, yeah, and so like. I think that it's going to be a really close game. I think that Alabama's wide receivers and their running back Najee Harris, Mm -hmm. like Waddle and Judy and um, Ruggs, I think they're going to step up. I think it's going to be close because both teams lost to LSU, but y'all put up a fight. I think it's going to be close, but I think Alabama's probably going to win by seven,
1: three to seven. Okay. So you got Alabama coming out on top. Now um – I'm not, I'm not surprised I'm not surprised that you picked that like I've uh, talked to quite a few people uh, about the upcoming game and most of them are picking Alabama. So I think regardless of Auburn being at home, I think most people are still thinking Alabama can pull out a victory with Tua being out. So, uh, man, Lincoln, thank you for joining us here on the sweet spot. You're you're always welcome, man. You know, I always enjoy talking sports with you and man, keep keep being who you are. Okay.
7: Yes, sir. Thank you for having me.
1: That was my guy, Lincoln Taylor. Like I mentioned, Lincoln's a sixth grade student at Providence Christian. And, you know, when I met him, I immediately thought of myself because that's how I was at that age. Eleven years old, very knowledgeable in sports. Like He knows his stuff, whether it's numbers and stats or just his opinions on the games and that's not only football but we've taught basketball as well and so you know my mom used to point that out to me when I was young at being able to see numbers and see stats and see it scroll on the bottom ticker on the television and how it would stick with me and I believe that's just a God-given gift that he's blessed me with we've all have different gifts and skills that God has given us and so being able to see things and the memorization that goes along with numbers and stats is just one of my talents as well so you know, uh, that was really one of the reasons that gave me the desire to pursue a degree in broadcasting. I graduated from Auburn with my degree in mass communications. I specialized in radio, radio, television and film. And so, like I said, when I met Lincoln and when I talked to Lincoln, I see myself in him at that age. So Lincoln, man, I'm telling you, the sky's the limit for you. Whatever you decide to do in your future endeavors and throughout your scholastic career, I know you'll be great. And I know you'll have tremendous success in whatever you do. Now, when we come back, we're going to continue this Iron Bowl special with a few more Auburn, Alabama fan predictions. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here on The Sweet Spot. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. As we continue our listens to Auburn fan, Alabama fan reactions, you've heard Oklahoma from Matt Johnson, Georgia, uh, opinion from Lincoln Taylor. So we're going to continue where we pick, where we left off, and you're about to hear from Kenneth Reeves, Seth Thatch, and Hunter Nunley. Kenneth, thank you for joining The Sweet Spot. Uh, you know, we have the Iron Bowl this coming weekend, Auburn, Alabama. Who do you have winning that game?
9: First of all, I want to appreciate you um, for having me, and I have win winning. It. What leads you to believe that Alabama will win that game? Alabama will win because um, Auburn's lackluster offense, uh, Gus Gus and those high school plays, won't cut it. Alabama is too disciplined, but I think it'll be a close game. Another another twenty three twenty sort of game the game
1: Is there any hope for Auburn in this game? Like I so you mentioned about Gus Malzahn's offense and how uh, lackluster it is. Predictable that we've seen it to be. Uh, <laughs> if there, if Auburn was to somehow, some way win this game, what would need to happen?
9: Auburn would have to get a defense or special team touchdown to have any chance of winning this game at all. Any chance. So the points would need to come from
1: uh, non-traditional ways of, like you said offense, no hope for offense for offense. It'll have to be defensively, special teams, points. And uh, is, did you see Mac Jones at all? Did, had, have you seen him play this season? What are your thoughts on him?
9: You know, I haven't seen him play much, but he, it's, Alabama, it's, it's a plug-and-play system, actually. He, actually, he has some speedy receivers out there. All he has to do is just get the ball. As long as the Alabama game plan isn't too fancy and they just drop back and let the receivers just hit them with slants and let the receivers do the job, they'll be all right.
1: Well, Kenneth, man, thank you for sharing your thoughts uh, about the upcoming Iron Bowl, Auburn, Alabama. It's going to be uh, another exciting matchup as we always anticipate year in, year out. So, Kenneth, thank you for uh, sharing your thoughts, man, and hope you feel better. I know you're under the weather. Hope you get to feel better.
9: <laughs> all right, I appreciate it. Uh, before I go, I have to say, boys, because I'm still an Auburn grad, However, with this loss, there's a win in it because Gus will be gone. Where are you man? All right,
1: have a good one. Sad man, thank you for joining us here on The Sweet Spot. Uh, I'm glad to have you a part of the show.
10: All right. Thank you all for having
1: me. Now, uh, I understand you played college football for the UAB Blazers. Um, now, we know there isn't a, another rivalry that – that's the same magnitude of the Iron Bowl, Auburn, Alabama. But was there a matchup when you played at UAB that you just enjoyed going against that team because of the hatred and just kind of the emotion that was involved against that team?
10: Oh, well, I have to say it has to be Southern Miss. Um, I think uh, coming into the conference, uh, we started out in 1998. Um, we had, you know, quite a big success uh, for, you know, our first year in the conference type of thing. So um, we started a small rivalry with um, Southern Mississippi. It was, you know, a a lot of trash talk, and uh, quite a few of us knew each other, you know, through recruiting battles and stuff like that, Uh, probably hosted uh, each other on recruiting visits. Um, So, uh, and that's actually kind of uh, grown uh, as the year is going by without I have to say something
1: so I understand that uh, you have an allegiance to Alabama you've been an, a fan of the Crimson Tide for quite some time and you know it's very unfortunate what we've seen happen to Tua Tagovailoa against Mississippi State and you know all prayers are for 13 right now and but tell me what are your what are your thoughts about Mac Jones and uh, what are you what's your confidence going into the Iron Bowl with him as your starting quarterback
10: uh well for me uh, I was I would probably say I'm a little bit different than uh, quite a few of our fans at this moment. Of course, you know, nobody, you know, ever wanted to see Tua go down. Uh, and and a lot of people have their different opinions about how it happened. But like you said, all prayers are with him. Uh, looking for him to make a, a, a strong comeback and, and get his career back on track. But um, I really feel like as far as Matt goes, I mean, I've kind of, kind of followed him a little bit um, through spring ball and, and different stuff like that. And I'm fairly rather confident because, I mean, he has so so many talented guys around him. Um, and, you know, the only thing I can say is, you know, our game plan should be really solid for for him to, you know, get, get some confidence back there in the pocket. Um, uh, and just, you know, spread the ball around and all of that talent and you know, just let them do what they've done. Um, realistically, you know, since they set on set foot on campus, I mean, which you know, take those short throws and go eighty. Um, you know, make people miss and that type of thing. So, uh I really think Matt, you know, he was a four star I think coming out of uh high school. Uh he really reminds me a lot of um Body style and, and mechanics of uh, Um So I think, you know, me myself, I'm no Arbor. I'm not, you know, disrespecting or overlooking Arbor because they have one of the best defenses, that, uh, if not the best defense that we've faced all year. Uh, the front seven is absolutely scary, and they also have some uh, good defensive backs. So I think, um, I'm fairly confident in, in, in what Mack can bring to the table. Um, I think, you know, like I said, it's all about the game plan and making sure that, you know, he used that plethora of talent that we have around.
1: Now, you mentioned the Auburn's defense, and it's one of the best in the country uh, with that front seven you mentioned. But tell me, what do you think Alabama has to do from an offensive standpoint to negate that? that front seven with Owen Papo and Derrick Brown and Marlon Davis and some of those guys, Jeremiah Denson. What do you think Alabama needs to do to be effective in that game?
10: I think we're going to have to establish, you know, a running game and a quick passing game. Um, A quick passing game, we got to get, you know, Max got to get the ball out of his hands real quick uh, because, like I said, those guys are, you know, some elite talent on that defensive line. Um, our offensive line has been you know um, I think we've had some injuries here and there but I think at, at, at the present time we should be pretty solid uh, but I really think that you know in this game um, you know as well as any game the line of scrimmage is basically where the game is going to be won so um, we're going to have to establish a run game I think We'll probably, you know, do our fair share of opening up first down with passes, but uh, we're gonna have to establish their run. And I think we got, you know, we got solid backs. Uh, they, they they haven't been like beaten to death all year, uh, but you know this is gonna be that type of game. It's gonna be a dog fight, and I think we're gonna have to control the line scrimmage on both sides in order to be successful.
1: So Alabama travels to Auburn for this year. Iron Bowl, 2019 edition. Tell me who do you think will win, which I think I kind of know where you're going with it. But, <laughs> but, but but tell me, why do you think that team will win and what's your prediction as far as the score goes?
10: Um, I think Bama is going to win. Um, and that is not because I'm a Bama fan. I just, just as a fan of football, I know that um, – with what happened, what's transpired over the past uh, few weeks, with the loss of LSU and you know coming back the very next weekend, uh, losing Tua to you know a season of injury injury, uh, and you know a lot of things are still in reach and still in play. So I know that you know these guys are um, you know kind of hearing what it you know kind of trying to sort of block out what the here here is but. At the same time, part of listening to it, uh using his motivation that you know, um, you know, it's really just gotta have the next fan up that mentality. Everybody gotta rally around Matt. Uh, you know, and make sure that, you know, he understands that he is the guy and he's the leader and uh I think he has that type of moxie. Um but I just think, you know, when it all boils down to it in all three phases of the game, uh, we're going to be solid and well-coached. Uh, and we're not going to, you know, we're going to play the win. We're not going to make any, you know, make any care of some mistakes. We're going to cut down on these penalties and, 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 you know, not turn the ball over. So I think um, it is going to be an action-packed, um, you know, uh, type of game. I don't think it'll be, a boring game uh, I do you know respect all on both sides of the ball and I think um, although it won't be a high high scoring affair I do expect um, I would say the first person to 28 is going win a ball game and I'm going to call it let's say
1: 31-23 Bama. So you got 31-23 Bama you heard it here first. and Cedric Thatch said, thank you for joining us here on the Sweet Spot, man. Thank you for uh, just taking the time to share your thoughts as an Alabama fan, but a, a college football fan in general. We're glad to have you on the show, man.
10: Hey, I appreciate y'all having me. Roll, tie, roll.
1: Hunter, thank you for being with us here on the Sweet Spot. Uh, you know, you have the Iron Bowl coming up, Auburn, Alabama. Tell me which team are you picking to win that game and why?
11: First of all, I want to say thank you for have me on for the show today and, uh, thank you for the opportunity to yeah. get my word on, on your show.
9: Yeah.
11: Um, I think, I think pick wise, I'm, I'm going to take, take Bama on this one. I think, uh, I think the past two weeks have given, uh, the defense that has been struggling all year. I think especially last week, um, this past week, winning real big and getting a lot of turnovers and a couple touchdowns. Will give the give the defense the the spark and energy, confidence that they deserve and that they need. They're young, they're uh, they're not experienced, but uh, that's going to help them a lot. Especially, I mean, they got beat down a lot in the LSU game, and coming off of that, all the experience they gained from that, and then getting all the confidence they gained from the last game. I mean, that's going to help do nothing but help them against Auburn and their offense, and I think. Other on the other side of the ball, um, Mac Jones. I mean, he's he's shown he can he can play. I mean, he's not he's not a scrub. He's he's a he's a five star quarterback, and he's shown that he deserves a spot. I think he's gonna be challenged for sure against Auburn's defense. Their defense has held opponents really really good opponents. They held LSU very very well and uh, georgia's another team they kept in close but i think i think Matt Jones will pull it out i think be a close game but i think i see i see bama coming through with the win there
1: now is there a certain part of alabama's team that concerns you or um you're maybe a little hesitant about going into the game
11: i mean all season and i guess this goes with with every year i mean every offensive line is it's come and, come and goes, I mean, depends on the week. I think uh Auburn's defensive line is gonna challenge Bama's offense and their offensive line. And of course that, that's gonna set some fear in, but uh I think if we can if Bama can run the ball well, that'll uh, help help kinda stir them away from from blitzing and hard pass rushes.
1: Now, do you have a certain place that you normally watch the Iron Bowl? Do you have a certain house, or your family get together, or what do y'all usually do? for them? Um, usually it's just me and my parents, or me and my dad especially,
11: because we're we're the big Bama fans, and not too many Auburn fans in our family. But uh, we usually just get together, watch it at our house, um, get some get some good food, some salsas, and chips and dip, and sit down and watch the game.
1: So, Hunter, what's your final score, man? Give me a prediction for the game.
11: No, I th- I think uh I think it'd be a close one at least throughout the game. Um I see Bama pulling ahead especially in the fourth quarter. Um probably I'll give it a 30 35
1: to 26. Thirty-five twenty-six. You heard it here first from Hunter Nunley, man. I, I appreciate you uh, sharing your thoughts about the Iron Bowl, and we'll see how it uh, kind of plays out on Saturday, man. So thank you. Thank you. So that was Kenneth Reeves, Sed Thatch, and Hunter Nunley. Hunter's an Alabama fan as well as Cedric Thatch. And then Kenneth Reeves is an Auburn fan, but you heard his prediction and what he thought would happen in the game. Just a few nuggets about the Iron Bowl before I give my prediction – the Iron Bowl, Alabama leads the series forty-six thirty-six, and then there was one tie. Nick Saban is eight and four in the Iron Bowl as the coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Gus Malzahn is two and four in his uh, experience in this rivalry. So this is the number five Alabama Crimson Tide coming into number fifteen Auburn on the Plains. It's going to be an exciting game. Who knows what's going to happen, especially with Tua going down, and you know with Tua when he was. The starter before his injury, I was leaning towards Alabama winning this game. I mean, Tua is one of the best players we've seen put on a crimson and white jersey. Uh, he's an amazing quarterback, left-handed. We don't see too many lefties in the game. And so Tua's just he's a special guy. We've heard the the uh, kind of take the Nick Saban and players and former teammates and his fans in general have their rooting behind him and all the prayers are for 13 as he starts his comeback to get back on the field. Now, with Tua being out, what's the offense going to be like? What's what's going to be like? We don't know. We're we're not sure on what's going to take place with Mac Jones as quarterback. He's going on the road against Auburn. In Jordan here, and I'm telling you that place is going to be rocking. I've been in that stadium several several times. One time in the Iron Bowl, and Auburn fans they will show up. Alabama fans will show up too. It's going to be an electric atmosphere come Saturday at 2:30 on CBS. So Alabama, will they score? Can they do anything? Can they can they put enough points against this Auburn defense? This Auburn defense is one of the best in the country. That favors Auburn. Tua's not playing; that favors Auburn. And then the game is in Jordan here, so things are lining up for Auburn to uh, get this upset victory. Now we know Alabama's number five, Auburn's fifteen. It's not much of a gap there, but Matt Turley, who have, who was on my show and last week, he mentioned that usually the team that's had the better season wins this game, and that would be Alabama. But that was before Tua's entry. So what will we see? Transpire in this Saturday's Iron Bowl, the 2019 edition. Now Auburn, I got gave you what is in their favor, but what's not in their favor is Gus Malzahn still your coach. He's still calling all the plays, and people know how I feel about Gus. Uh, after two years as a coordinator under Gene Chizik, I was I was done. Like we won in 20, 2010. okay, that was the second season, but the third year, three games in, I'd already seen enough. I, I believe it takes two seasons to really understand what a coordinator's about, their strengths, their weaknesses, their tendencies. And I didn't believe Gus could have long-term success in the SEC with that offense. So when he left Arkansas State, I was thrilled. I was so glad. Well, only for 2013, he, was, he came back and the Gus bus is back in Auburn. And like I wanted nothing to do with it. And I think that uh, I'll tell you really where it all started was I gave you my experience of my first Iron Bowl in 0-9 when we were up 14-0. We blow that lead and lose that game 26-21. Well, after the game, Gus Malzahn came out and said, "You know, the defense was playing lights out. I didn't want to, I didn't, I didn't want to do anything and risk us losing this game. So I was conservative." He said, I, "I promise you, I'll never do this again." I was okay. This is Gus's first year. I'll take his word for it. Well. We've seen it too many times after that where he'll get a lead and he'll sit on it. We've seen in 2013, that year with the prayer in Jordan-Hare against Georgia, everybody remembers the tip pass, Ricardo Lewis scores a touchdown, and Auburn wins that game. But what people forget to talk about is how Auburn was up 37-17 in that game against Georgia at home. You're up 20 points at home against your rival, you keep you keep the pedal to the metal. You keep your foot on the gas. You don't let go. And so people remember that the way the game ended, but that should have never been a comeback. That should have never been the prayer in Jordan-Hare. And in that same year, national championship against Florida State, you're up 21-3. You blow that three-touchdown lead. Florida State comes back to win 34-31. And then two years ago against LSU, Auburn had another 20-point lead in Death Valley. LSU comes back to win 27-23. So, I just don't have any trust in Gus. Have no faith in what he can do on a consistent basis. Now, he could somehow some way, like I said with Tua being out, get this victory over Alabama, but I don't have I don't have Auburn winning. I'm actually picking Alabama because for one, I just trust Nick Saban more. I think they have a lot more to play with, play for with their hopes of getting in the national championship picture, the playoff picture, as trying to get that one of the final spots when it's released in a few weeks. So, even though two is out, they still have Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, Henry Rux the third, and Jerry Judy, and Najee Harris has been coming along late. We heard Chuck Lott speak on that. Jeremy Holden spoke on it a few weeks ago. He's really been going here since that LSU game, and he's running with a different purpose. Uh, and so I think Alabama, even their defense, has had questions this year. I think they'll show up. And Auburn, Auburn's struggles on offense has been well documented. You hold LSU to 23, you only score 20. You hold Georgia to 21, you only score 14. And those 14 came late. So I'm just, I just don't think, even though it's at home, the defense will be great, the fans will be in it. I just don't know where the points will come from for Auburn to get this victory. So I have Alabama winning 27-13 on Saturday. Now when we return, we'll come back for the Triple C part of the show. You're listening to the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot. It's time for Triple C, Corey's Closing Comments. And as we approach the holiday season, we all know it's Thanksgiving week. We have Christmas around the corner. This is what God placed in my heart to share. Slow down. When you rush, you're not aware of the fine details. Think of driving. A fast-moving car increases its chances of running into trouble on the road, whether it's cars, potholes, or debris. So take your time. So you can be more aware of what's happening in and around your life. So a lot of people are traveling right now, trying to get to their destinations or trying to get the last few groceries for the dinner. And, uh, you know, you have Christmas around the corner, so there's going to be a lot of traffic, people doing their Christmas shopping. And so just slow down, take a deep breath. Don't be in such a rush, because when you're in a rush, a lot of times things don't go well. And if you just set set some extra time aside to get what you need to do, put it in order, and not feel so pressured to get there and stressed out, things will always work better in your favor. So slow down in this holiday season. Be careful in everything you do. And always remember, there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot.
0: Stay in the sweet spot on the Joy FM Sports Facebook page. This has been a presentation of the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game.